In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk about the three steps of finding a product niche. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 38. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulesky, and I'm here today to talk about the three steps of finding a product niche. So, I want to talk about three steps I've seen commonly used. This isn't um, the only way to do it. This is a way to do it, a method. Um, I've talked to lots of folks online that kind of wonder, okay, I'm just starting off. How do I actually find what niche to work into? First, should you be in a niche? And then second, um, you know, once you decide if that's what you want to do, how do you find that niche? So first, some folks start with kind of the, the wide, the general store, I like to call it format, where they're going to find all products they can get a good deal on, put those on a single, a single site. Um, they could range from any categories under the sun, put them all on a site and do it that way and just sell low cost or, you know, types of products like that, really. And that's one method. But what I'm talking about is finding pro- a product category, finding a group of folks that you can sell into, and then going very deep into that category. So here are kind of three steps that I've outlined on ways to do that. First, you want to, step one, find a specific group you can target, a specific a type of person, a type of, let's say, a owner of a boat, a cyclist, a yogi. Somebody who has a specific interest is typically what you're looking for because people with specific interests usually have some sort of need that all users all folks with that interest share. Um, so once you kind of dig into, let's say, boat owners, it's also something you know you can find them in a certain place. You can go to blogs targeting boat owners. You can, um, by keywords, all targeting that. So once you kind of find, here's the group I want to work with, it makes it a lot easier for your targeting, your marketing, and just kind of your general understanding of who your users are and who you're trying to work with. So that's always step one, I would say, is just know the type of person, know the group, know the interest category you're trying to target into. And hopefully when you choose that, it'll be something that either interests you or you know about or you have some relationship with. It's really hard if you know, you're a 20-something in college, um, no kids, male, and you decide you're going to target moms, um, and that's your... That's your group. You could do it and you can make it work, but it's a lot a lot more of an uphill battle because you're really trying to get to know, okay, what do, what do new mothers want? That sort of thing. And if you're not that type of person, if, you don't, if you're not directly talking to anyone like that, then you need to go out, find people. It just makes it a lot tougher. So the closer you can get it to something that interests you, some sort of category you're in, maybe you're super into golf and that's you know, who you decide to start targeting. The closer you are, the better. It's not a hard and fast rule. You don't have to do this, but typically so that you don't have to go and seek outside help for every little question and say, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And find, and find people each time you have a question that are in that group. It helps if you are in that group so you can kind of answer your own question. So that's kind of number one. Number two, now you found, you, now you found your group. You know it's boaters, golfers, yogis. Now it's kind of going deep on 
what's a specific need they have and a category of product that can fill that need. So for boating, for example, uh, there was one point where uh, one episode we talked about trolling motors, specific motor on a boat. You can go very deep into that single category. So maybe it's trolling motors, boat navigation, for golf, um, there's many categories you can go into. For what's a good, for cyclists, maybe instead of selling the bikes themselves, you go deep into cycle computers. Those little uh, computers that tell you the distance on the bike that's very specific to cyclists. Uh, cyclist clothing, that sort of thing. So it's something that you know, hey, I'm targeting a cyclist and out of that group, out of that subcategory. Now, only groups and only folks that I that a cyclist want cycle computers. It's pretty obvious. Um, it's not something the general population buys. So you can go now, that allows you to go very deep and understand, hey, I'm gonna target cyclists with all my marketing, with all my advertising. And out of that, we're only going with the cycle computers. We're not even gonna try to sell bikes and rims and all this other gear. We're just going deep into this one specific category. And what that allows you to do is be the authority in that category. So you're not going out trying to say, hey, we sell bikes at a discount and we're trying to win on that. What you're really trying to do with this tactic is understand we're selling this category. We can be the experts in that category. All of our, pay, our categories on the site, our layouts, our um, search, everything will be very deeply related to that very specific category. So you're not trying to you know, go through the site and try to find random products and hey, how does this relate to that? You're trying to go through and say, cycle computers, these are for road bikes, these are for mountain bikes, and you can start breaking them out based on the type of user in that category and make the category super specific because now you know you're only targeting cyclists, it's only cycle computers. What are some types of cyclists that use these differently? Mountain, road, other, and that because you're in that group, you're able to answer that very specifically and understand what that's all about. So that makes it super easy for you to start going very deep into that category and really break out your whole site, your layout, your categories, your search, browsing the site for that group, group of people. So you know when a cyclist lands on your site, they're gonna be able to look and say, hey, this is built for me, I can find products on here. Plus it also makes it, you're not going on trying to compete with every product listed on Amazon or Walmart. You know if you're looking for a cycle computer, this is cyclecomputers.com, let's say, I don't know if that site's real, but let's pretend it is. You go to that site, that's all it is. You're able to find very, um, very, uh, what's, very non-general um, ones. Very, very one, very, cycle computers are very specific to a specific need. And it's not just for everyone. It's not the top 10, the top five that you're selling. It's this deep, deep, deep group of these that you can go through and really browse and really see here's how this compares to that and go through all the details. And because you're very specific on that category, you're not, you're able to go specific on the details as well. So you know, this battery lasts that long versus long. And that could be a detail you have on every computer. So it's not something you're trying to just go through and just load up products on the site. You're trying to go deep on the specific category. So now the third step, and this is where most people kind of get tripped up or Maybe not tripped up. Most people kind of go here as quick as possible and then get stuck. It's actually finding the manufacturers of that category. So for example, 
Now you know you want to target these cycle computers. You need to find manufacturers. How do you do that? How do you approach them? What do you do? So for, in episode 19, we talked about um, finding dropship suppliers. The whole episode was very targeted towards finding domestic dropship manufacturers. So uh, this doesn't apply uh, to going for AliExpress, let's say, trying to find warehouses that manufacture these and have them shipped over. This is talking about how to find manufacturers here in the US already have the products that are willing to drop ship or at least sell you products from the US, from domestically, wherever, wherever domestic is for you. Approaching these manufacturers, first step one is finding them. So you have to understand who's selling these online now. Start to look for other products in your category. Find your niche. Now you know your niche. You can start doing some research and saying, who else is selling these products? What kind of products are they selling? Who are the manufacturers? And from there, it really comes down to start and knock on doors and understand, do I buy direct from manufacturers? Or in some industries, auto parts, for example, it's a distributor type network. So you don't buy auto parts necessarily from a auto manufacturer, you buy them from a distributor. There's big distributors that work with the big manufacturers, but as a retailer, you always go to distributors. It's the same for auto parts, motorcycle, usually boat, things like that. You go to distributed networks. But in some cases, uh, you go direct to manufacturers. So you first want to start figuring out what is the, who are these manufacturers? Make a list. Make your list in Excel. And from there, you can actually go to their site and it takes some research, takes some work, but understand, hey, if there are other folks are selling them online, first, most likely this manufacturer is okay with their products being sold online. Not all are, but if you find them for sale online, most likely they are, or at least you can talk to them about it and find out. Go to their site and just start looking, how do I become a retailer? Some might say, here's a contact form. Some might just drop you on or send us an email. Others might have a very formal process, and also some might just send you to a distributor and say, here's our domestic distributors, good luck. Then you have to go and contact the distributors. A lot of different models there, but it's really just about at that point, knocking on doors, approaching the manufacturers, not coming off, and this is kind of a episode targeted to new retailers, but you kind of don't want to come off as a new retailer and ask them basic questions. What you want to do is approach them Hi, I'm a retailer. I want to want to carry a product. Can I sign up with a new retail agreement, or what's that process look like? They'll start kind of walking through the steps. They'll probably want to see an existing site, so it's good to have something there. Um, you don't really just want like a domain with a coming soon page, um, little construction site. Not really the best when you're approaching vendors. The thing is. The better vendors want you to kind of jump through more hoops. They want to see some sort of legitimacy from their retailers. They don't want to do the work of onboarding a new retailer, getting everyone set up, finding out, oh, this is this is the guy's or girl's first site, first manufacturer. They're not putting any orders in yet. It's going to be six months before we see our first order. It takes them hours to get you set up. A lot of times it's paperwork. They have to go through credit approval. They have to do some sort of work on their side, typically. So they don't want to just see, hey, everyone on the sun is signing up and we have to spend a couple hours on each one and it takes six months to get our first order. What they want to feel like is this is an established retailer or at least somebody who understands the process. They're going to sign up. They're not going to 
bog us down with questions. Headache, you're just gonna ask the right questions, move through the process, and we're gonna start seeing orders, hopefully soon. So you wanna kinda come off as someone a little established at least, and not just, hi, I'm a new retailer, I'm just starting off. Not the right thing to ever say. So once you do that, um, you'll, start, you'll start getting a sense of who the manufacturers are in the category. And as you start working with some existing ones, it becomes easier in this snowball effect of start bringing on the more um, elusive manufacturers, let's say. There's some uh, distributors you can go to. You don't, even need, you don't even need a site. You don't need anything, really. You buy, um, you pay on credit card each time, so there's no even payment terms. It's legitimately just going to them, putting an order in. They hit a credit card. They don't really care how many orders you're putting in because they're not doing much setup work initially. They're just dropping you some big list of products. And that's a great way to get started, honestly. You might not have a lot of uh, pricing through them. It might, might be somewhere where everyone's buying from and you get you know their lowest tier pricing just to start off, which is fine. You're able to list the products start getting your categories, getting some legitimate look to your site, and then you can go to approach the next level of manufacturers and say, hey, here's my site, I'm clearly legitimate, you already have some orders coming in, you already kind of know how this works, you're not gonna ask them tons of questions, and then you're able to start going through and snow, kind of building the snowball from there and going to more and more manufacturers. They see products, they see a legitimate looking site, and you're able to kind of point to that and say, hey, I work with these five manufacturers. I'd like to onboard you as, you as well. It's a lot easier at that point once you're established to start kind of moving through. We did another episode on the stair-step approach to moving up the food chain of vendors, finding your kind of basic vendors. And I think we also, we also touched upon this episode 19, but starting with the basic vendors and then kind of just moving up. I think you referred to them as uh, bronze, silver, gold. And goal being the vendors that not just anyone can walk in and talk to off the street. You need to be an established retailer. So that's step three. Hopefully that helps. This isn't a rule. This isn't something that, hey, you have to do it this way. You can only work with domestic suppliers. Lots of folks, lots of retailers I've interviewed on the show have done it totally different ways. This is not a, you must do it this way or else it doesn't work. This is just a way of doing it. Finding a niche finding domestic suppliers, whether they're manufacturers or uh, distributors, approaching them and kind of snowballing from there. One approach, I've used this in the past. I know lots of folks have used it successfully, but it's not the only way to do it. So also don't think that as well. Think that this is just something you could do. Um, there's lots of folks now going using AliExpress, kind of either drop shipping or, um, moving products directly to FBA. Recently interviewed someone doing that as well. All valid methods. So just understand, lots of, diff lots of different ways to do the same thing. And when people say drop shipping also, drop, drop shipping from domestic manufacturers is one approach, but that's just one use of the word drop shipping. There's many, many, many um, ways people kind of define what drop shipping is. So we've also heard of folks going to retail stores and purchasing products at retail price and then reselling them on the marketplaces such as Amazon. They also call that drop shipping. Not what we're talking about here, but also a valid approach. Lots of people have made lots of money with that and made legitimate businesses out of doing that. But this is one way of doing it. So I hope that helps. 
If it does, feel free to write me, message me on Twitter. I'm happy to hear from you. We'll be bringing some guests back in the next couple of weeks. So I just wanted to kind of do a uh, single episode. If you have any feedback, feel free to reach me on Twitter and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh